This is Michael Goblin. This is Nublu. Our song is... Of Populi. Yeah, and... This is the Building Bridges Podcast. This is exactly Building Bridges Podcast. You're good to go. Welcome to Building Bridges. I'm Sebi. I'm Jan. And I'm Dave. And this is the Eurovision podcast for the rest of us. What an amazing, an amazing weekend we just had full of Eurovision drama in the first place. Four different countries selecting their own songs. Obviously, for one of them, we had to wait a tiny little bit, right? Hello, Ukraine. <laughs> but you always wait for the good stuff. Let's just try to make a nice little review. Sebi, what do you think about the weekend, the, the first Super Saturday we had so far? I have... I must say I'm very happy overall with the results. My winners won in most of them. In Spain, I had several winners because, of course, the live performances, most of them flipped around a lot. Like Marlena, I liked the song a lot. And then we know what happened in the semifinal. We're not going to talk about that. But yeah, Gota was my favorite by far in Norway and my prediction as well. Dave and I had the correct prediction for that. So that was pretty good. And I made a TikTok back when the Ukrainian songs were released about Maria and Teresa, the song by Jerry Heal and Aliona and Leona. And I said, this could be the winner of Eurovision 2024. And who knows, Ukraine has a 19 or 20% chance of winning now after... Yeah, I think it's 19 at the time as we were recording that. So maybe they will follow another Ukrainian victory very soon. Dave, what do you think? I'm, I'm happy with it. Like I said uh, in our article on uh, buildingbridgespod.com, very cheap shout out, but whatever. Usually not, that's the type of song I don't like. I don't listen to but there's it's just got something about it not even their 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 interaction it's just there's something about the song the, the melody to like it's just it's it's a great package and as chaotic and crazy as vidbeer is every year and the drama that goes with it something always comes out of it and goes to eurovision and it's just Gold. And I think they've done that again this year. Yeah, sort of. I think like everybody's kind of having high expectations for Ukraine. We mentioned that several times they never, you know, fail to qualify in the grand final. And I think from the first moment when I, you know, listen to a song and it doesn't happen, happen really often that all of us agree on a song. If you've yes. been listening to our podcast for quite <laughs> some time now, you probably realized that this sort of things can definitely happen. But uh, yes, uh, if we talk about Teresa Maria, it's it's an amazing song. So I'm always saying that like whenever you are or as a musician or as a listener um, of music, whenever the song gets you immediately, it's almost 100% sure that it's going to be a hit. Yeah. Unless if you have a bad taste in music. Can already I can already hear it in Malma in, in the big arena on the big stage. And I, I, I have vibes already that it's, it's going to be very haunting. Like you'll, it'll give you goosebumps like in the arena with all the sound. And Speaking of waiting, we'll have to wait a bit for Malta, I think, because we do have a winner. And of course, she did have a song. But according to Eurovision's website, we only have a winner. We don't have a song. Exactly. So it's Sarah who won for Malta. And according to Eurovision.tv, there's nothing really confirmed about her song, which also means that Malta will be again uh, changing their song. 
Guys, what do you think about it? Well, maybe unless they change their mind again. This is this is 2022 all over again. It's just it's funny. You win a national final with a song. You think you take that song to Eurovision, especially when the national final is designed around and uses the Eurovision name and logo and branding. Like I could I could see if Benidorm Fest or even San Remo or something, which is not well. I guess Benidorm Fest is a bit more for Eurovision, but you know San Remo picked a song on a winner and then they sent something completely random. Fine, because that's not the point of. Rainbow, but when you have the Malta exactly. Eurovision Song Contest. You know, I always feel a bit, you know, when it comes to Eurovision, like a teacher and, you know, Ukraine is along with Italy and Sweden, they're like the front runners, you know, the straight A students and Malta would just be like, oh, Malta, what do we do about <laughs> you? Because, you know, they have potential, but they ruin it and a song change has never been effective in Malta. I mean, remember, Emma, or we don't remember Emma Muscat maybe, but uh, it proved that it didn't help at all. <laughs> so. They, they definitely, they do um, it's funny to see how different broadcasters they take you know responsibilities and the, taking the decisions regarding how their song is going to be selected you know with the same goal actually to do well the Eurovision at least but Malta seems to struggle for quite some time now and I really would like to see or know what's going to happen regarding that but we shall wait and see. So we got Ukraine, we got Malta. Let's talk about Spain, España. <laughs> yes, Shabby, let, let's talk about Spain. Do you remember who predicted what for Spain last week? Oh, no. Yeah, a certain Dave predicted a certain Nebulosa to win. I don't know <laughs> if I remember correctly. I'm very happy with this, but at the same time, I am very concerned for Eurovision in general because I think this might be one of the flops that we all love as Eurovision fans, but I don't really see the international fans going for it. Maybe more televote than the juries. But overall, I like that Spain is doing something different. I mean, the last three winners from Benidorm have all been very different and very, you know, different from each other as well. And I don't think Spain is taking... Uh, I think Spain is taking risks. None of these entries have been safe, so I'm quite glad about that. And I love Sora, one of my favorites to begin with. But the life really needs a lot of work. I feel like I don't get the black and gold because it should be more of a disco theme maybe in the party. But yeah, they have time to improve that until Malmö. But I don't really believe in a Spanish victory either. No, no. And it's not it's not about that. It's about like all these people, you know, online complaining. It's like it's very divisive. It seems like everyone either loves this or they hate it. I, th I think if if by the time we get to Malmö it's, it's going to need maybe a complete overhaul on the staging because again not everyone's going to speak Spanish not everyone's going to know Thora means bitch and the whole the whole point of the song is like is overcoming stereotypes and and you know women being put down and being called all these things but they they succeed anyway and they go on and do their own thing maybe yeah. lean on that a bit more two two men behind Maria shaking their asses I don't know if like you said if, if Europe is going to get that so maybe maybe make the staging a bit more about what's behind the song and it might connect with more people but uh, I'm happy at one it's a party song Eurovision is a party let's go I was just about to say that you know like and I love how Nebulosa is actually how, how the national selection some kind of the songs from Spain they really went like all in all serious all in a way of you know how I'm which is sometimes also good but like at the end of the day if I speak in the name of all of us we enjoy Eurovision because it's fun because it's great because it's like it brings you always something new it also like whatever we say regarding the song can definitely change as soon as we see the songs rehearsing and performing in Malmö because it's mainly 
we, we talked about what happened with Albania last year. Uh, we saw how actually showed up on stage and it can really, really rely on how it's going to look like up there. But um, Zora was, it's, it's a, you know, it's an instant hit. It, I, I hope it will do well. Uh, I was actually in Spain by the weekend that, you know, everybody was asking me, oh, are you going there for Benton first? And I was like, no, just... So the thing was that actually everybody got so involved. I got a coffee in the middle of Valencia and I, I could see the posters of promotion of, you know, Benidorm Fest, about the after parties. And it's not even that close, you know? So I think that slowly the idea of Benidorm Fest implementing into the Spanish culture is getting, you know, in the right direction. And I think this is, you know, the best way possible, especially when it comes to a country who is getting there directly to the finals and as we know you know from the past especially particularly these countries they don't really put so much effort generally i'm enjoying it i see it's such a fun song it's hilarious to think that she actually tried to uh, make it through san marino several years ago and now she she doesn't even have to fight to get throughout the finals i mean <laughs> good luck nebulosa really yes yeah and, and you're right i think i think i've seen on social media too huge uh advertisement for Better Norma Fest, like in Madrid and Plaza de España, like it, it, it was everywhere. But the thing that struck me the most, I think, about the performance was that moment when when the crowd is going Thora Thora and they're all screaming it. She just looks out at the crowd like like she owns them, and she just holds yes. them like <laughs> that look, right? And I, I hope she does the same thing in, in Malmö and gets all Malmö Arena going crazy. And I, I think she's going to blow the roof off the arena. It's gonna be the audience is going to love this in the arena. That's yeah. for sure. It's a great start. It's a great way how to, you know, come down to the, to, to the very season. And especially, I'm always so excited to see the big countries doing it so well in that way. Well, yeah, we have 10 entries so far. And what I noticed is nine out of these are at least partially in native language, which I think is an amazing, amazing direction we're heading at. Yeah, speaking of which, uh, we have Norwegian back in Eurovision after 2006. Some of our listeners may not even have born been born then so uh i think that's amazing and um Gote is one of the acts where i think they don't have to change a lot of the staging i think the staging at mgp was epic with gunhild spinning around i think this will kind of have the shum effect because they have a similar story they're both based on folk tales they're both very very different to anything somebody else will send to eurovision it's, yeah i think this is a 100 percent qualifier and probably another top 10 for norway i think for me it'll be my smoke break and I don't even smoke. <laughs> I, I I just, like, I get the story. I get, I'm glad Norwegian is back. Don't get me wrong. We had a lovely interview with Gota. They're great. I'm very happy for them. Just for me personally, it's the light show will give me a seizure and it's a lot, like, she, she's such a high-pitched singer. So I think, I think I'll step out. I'll be happy for them if they do well. I'm happy that Norwegian is back. And as you were saying that, Sebi, I was just looking on, on, on the list of participants and I saw that pretty much all of the songs, the majority of them so far, are including uh, their own language from the country they're representing, which is a good sign. But I have to say that I would definitely enjoy Kaino going there. But on the other side, you know, the, the Eurovision doesn't have a specific platform of what it's supposed to be there. We can only express our opinions on that. What do we feel about it? Songs. I hope the Norwegian will be song will be growing in in the following weeks and months on me. But as for now. 
now I still need to sleep on it for a few times too. Yeah, it's one, of, it. it's one of those songs that it's all, it's all about the show. Like it's not it's not something I would want to put on my phone and listen to. But uh, yes, when, when you see it, it's it's captivating. I mean, it's well produced, definitely. And uh, I felt so sorry for them when instead of rehearsing, they had to go through through you know the whole drama which was going on with the lyrics and stuff. But you know, yet again, I'm I'm happy for them. I'm happy to see Norwegian being back because like it was almost 100% sure that Norway sending something in Norwegian is almost Sweden sending something in Swedish so which is almost impossible you know well that's another two decades away I think but yeah it's heading in the right direction at least and that's a good bridge to Sweden because we got some big news today from Sweden Uh, Yes, we have the hosts, finally. Uh, Malin Ackerman, very, very famous actress and kind of the smile, the golden smile of Sweden. And surprising, but at the same time not. But at the same time, yes, Pietra Miede is back. I actually didn't see it coming because she's not working with SVT anymore. And I was like, wow. But at the same time, you know, it kind of feels like coming home, you know? It feels, it's nice to have something familiar. When I saw that she she was supposed to, to to be back at some point because it's it was quite obvious but like not for not working with SVT and you know just for getting back for this whole thing it just you know just another additional thing to be excited about the 2024 edition it just you know there the information which are king kicking in are just amazing and and I, I love how she's back because I know that she was also sick a little bit wasn't she uh, she, she had some so I'm happy that she's all ready and set to the Eurovision stage once again uh, I couldn't be more excited when I heard the news. A few weeks ago I said I was a bit pessimistic about Malmö it, it seemed like we had no information and things were very sloppy but I think now all these little puzzle pieces are getting filled in. Things are looking better now that we have some songs. Uh, Petra being back is like the anchor I guess and now she'll have a, a new buddy as a, as a host so it probably is a good thing Mons isn't back co-hosting because we oh, probably you know if, if if the both of them had been back again but uh Peter's versatile enough that i think she can well she will pull this off again with a with a new friend and i mean i say mons isn't hosting but i mean when sweden isn't hosting he's usually involved somehow i mean they had that stupid game with him and philomena this year I mean, <laughs> he'll, he'll, be, he'll be there in some capacity the question will just be yeah or or will they just kind of like pop him in as a surprise here and there as we go or maybe he'll host the turquoise car like who knows but for sure moms will be there exactly and also pietra she she hosted eurovision also back in 2013 when it was also in malme and she was there on her own and she was you know doing this probably the best way possible and and it's interesting not not one country has dared have a, a lone host since and you go back like how long had it been since there had been one host before Petra so she was really really groundbreaking and if we stay with Sweden for quite a few minutes I don't know for you guys but let's say one of the highlights for me of hit one of Melfest was definitely a comeback of 18s uh, they performed in as a medley act throughout the uh, Melody Festival on uh, Hit One, and I I was so I was ecstatic when I saw them on stage, and I was like, no, this can be, you know, possible. I I loved it. 
the you guys have been familiar with A teams before? I'm not asking Sebi because obviously he's you know. No, I don't. I don't think they found their way over here. But um, when everything was over on Saturday after uh, Benidorm ended, and we published all our stuff on socials and our, on our website, I sat down and I watched Melfest because I didn't have time because I was watching MVP's final. I watched it and I was like, what? And then this, these A people came on, and I was thinking, if only people could vote for them instead of the six songs, it might, it might have been a better result. No, I didn't even notice like the guys we were talking about, but overall, like the lineup was very, very beige and very, very, you know, polished and like concerned for Sweden. Honestly, if this goes on like that, I mean, we're only in Heat One, but even yeah, last year, we said the same thing last year too. Yeah, but they had Lorraine who saved everything. Every other option would have not won Eurovision and probably done significantly worse. So yeah, yeah Sweden doesn't like to take risks. So maybe that's not gonna, I don't think they would send a Gote or like a Maria and Teresa or something like that to Eurovision right now, so. Well, Cornelia was a risk in 2022. And it's not that. that. It was a jury. For for Swedish standards, she was a risk, I think. Not not the typical pop up, you know, upbeat thing that they send. Still, there's still four heats left. So there's still, what, six times four is 24 songs to go. Maybe there's something in there. Um, Oh, I'm sure I was. I hope so. But I was just, I I was expecting Lisa, Ajax, and Smash Into Pieces to go through. I was just not, I don't know. I felt a little bit left down, let down by the songs I was expecting a bit more from both yeah also six songs it feels it doesn't feel like a big difference between six or seven songs but it felt so short and also you know a bit empty you know you get started and then it's already over and then okay yeah but uh seven songs speaking of which will be a show that will definitely not be boring it will be very exciting uh, UMK, maybe the most anticipated national final of the season once again. And we had the pleasure to speak with Michael Gabriel and Nublu, who will build bridges between Finland and Estonia as well. And uh, we talk about this connection and why they have decided to switch languages between Finnish and Estonian for the entry today in this interview. So. And I, I don't understand, I can't believe how you turned the number seven into a segue between Melfest and our interview with the singer of Vox Populi. That's incredible. Good job, Sebi. Yeah, because, you know, seven songs can feel amazing and six songs can feel beige, but it's not the amount of songs, you know? But um, definitely not beige. Let's hear it from Michael and Nublu. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining. First of all, how did you guys meet? How did you uh, come together as a duo? We have answered this uh, question about uh, two 1,575 <laughs> times now in the last two weeks. So. But we would happily do it again uh, through Instagram, pretty much. Yeah. You know, we found each other's music, and we met through Instagram, and then we actually met in person, and everything else is history. I slide it to his DMs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you've known each other now for a few years. So um, Uh where did the idea come from, I guess, to enter UMK this year? Or did that come first and then you found the song? Or did you find the song and then think, oh, this is good for UMK? We were making songs for a repeat. Uh, We're finishing, uh, you know, this collaborative EP that we have. And uh, there was just this one song that stuck out. And then somebody, I don't know if it was Fallen Angel or some other type of uh, the, uh, divine message that we got was that, hey, 
maybe you should try send the demo there and yeah then we got the bad news we're in the finals yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah and where did the idea come from to have a latin song title i don't know if you know that's been very rare in eurovision it only happened once but it was uh -huh. very successful it finished in fifth place with incorpore Sound. oh you're like a full you're like a full historian it's good yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow uh it came from uh, from you from you from, from, yeah, yeah, from you you know like uh, well the face value of course is voices to people but it doesn't used to be it still is i'm still not sure i you know, somebody updates. Yeah, it used to be a radio show where uh, all the you know people could call in and voice their opinions about what's going on with the government. Uh, you know, what should be done. Blah blah blah. It was mostly like elderly people, and uh, it kind of I, I ended my verse with the, with this you know thought that uh, you know this was popular. Everybody's got something to say. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got an opinion, and everybody's got uh, their own point of view. So yeah, that's how we that, that's how we reach that um, that theme, that concept, and then we just uh, both as writers uh, built the song around that. Yeah. Yeah, and I felt it was it was the funny one of the funniest words I've, I've heard, like "box populi," and I, I, I like it is populi, but in, in the verse it was like a little bit sounded like pop. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I was like, oh my god, what is that? Is, is it some kind of a jumping guy or something? And I asked uh, Nuglu, and Nuglu was no, it's voice of the people. I was like, oh my god, I'm told <laughs> because only only not because of the the title, but also as a Eurovision fan, I think uh, last year's Garius. Garia was the voice of the people and he had yeah. like the the votes of the people but he still didn't win and I felt like oh my god this is like exactly how Nuku said that like some fallen angel told us to like this, this is something you guys need to this is the message you guys need to bring into the Eurovision and to your family. but also the, the whole theme and the message applies to lots of things be it, I don't know elections somewhere be it uh, you know yeah so we just felt like it was a inspiring concept yeah go with and uh we were inspired by it. yeah that's it okay because i i was wondering because your your big hit from 2020 universum that's also a latin title yeah. so i didn't know if there was a connection between the two songs oh it is actually yeah true true uh i mean yeah we didn't think about that no there's no it's not with the with the name but yeah it, it has a connection maybe with the energy with the same energy we had in, in, in universal i think that's also the thing that people like about us and, and it is i i already thought that universal would have been perfect uh, eurovision or umk song but i i think the box populi is is even better well if you go to eurovision i think you'll get 12 points from italy for sure because they'll they'll get it <laughs> but yeah um, and only from estonia too well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That's a Why given. Decide to mix languages. That that was how we started. Uh, yeah. We do as a, as a solo artist. I do a Finnish Finnish songs, and he does Estonian. So when it's nice to do music together, then it's uh, yeah. Yeah. We, to go we to couldn't find a find a similar language to. We do Croatian. <laughs> 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 yeah, that would be crazy. Yeah. That would be crazy. But stick to what you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for those of us like me uh, who haven't studied Finnish or Estonian, I know Sebi has a bit of Finnish, but I don't. So how uh, how how would you summarize it? What's what's happening in the song? 
What's happening? You mean production-wise, message-wise? Yeah, the, the message. What, what should we understand from it? Everybody's So the other the other reason I mentioned Universum earlier is because obviously that has a very strong space theme, and now mm-hmm. you're back in Vox Populi and you start the video off. You're dressed as astronauts again, so I didn't know yeah. if there was some link between both again because of that. And there was that, there was a single that we had in between those two songs called Bichia, where we also fall from the sky and then end up in uh, in no uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. planet. And in the end, we kind of take off in the same Tesla back to space. Yeah. So that we both populate and we, we come down again. Exactly. And, <laughs> yeah. So the, basically, it's a big, uh, big story from already from Universum yeah. to here. We're being always playing yeah. with the space team. Yeah. We're still on the same space journey that yeah. we started like 2020 yeah. and it, it, I think it's ne- never gonna end it's just like different yeah. planets what, we go to visit that whatever the next thing is gonna be is probably still we're, we're gonna go up there and then you know might come down again but <laughs> <laughs> and is the whole uh, scenery of the music video is that already a clue of what we'll see on stage in Tampere or can be mm-hmm. away but mm-hmm. not too much uh, yeah, yeah, a better hint would be just like I said somewhere like uh, the uh, yeah, yeah, because Finland's having uh, presidential uh, elections. elections at next day is in Finland, so we are. So I would say that that's even a better hint of what's going to be happening. Hey, we need to. We, we were yesterday and we had like this this Vox Populi party, and one of the candidates came to play a DJ set at our <laughs> our Vox Populi. Party. No way, so it was pretty cool. That's what we both need. Us as a duo and him as a candidate, Svox Populi, the voice of the people. Voice of the people for the president and voice of the people for... So you can see it's almost like a domino. Yeah. It's like a movement to take over the Baltics. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. 
it, it, it was from your mouth, not that no. Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have mentioned Karia, you've mentioned Eurovision. So uh, have you been fans for a while? Have you watched uh, the contest for a while? And are there any other artists or songs that really stick out to you as, as favorites or strong memories? Uh, throughout the history. Yeah, going back to when you were younger, maybe, or, I mean, or the last years. The Estonia one with, uh, especially, you know, thinking back to 2001, we were still, you know, just, just 10 years after the dissolution of Soviet Union. So you can imagine the country as tiny as Estonia winning yeah. your mission. Uh, Before Finland, too. And, uh, so, 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 you know, after it, that's going to be my, my, uh, my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. say already, like when Lordi won with Hard Hard Work, Hallelujah. That was probably I, I was that was like the second or the third Eurovision I was I was watching, mm -hmm. and and I think uh, last years last years again like Karias, uh, the effect he made on UMK and in Eurovision made yeah. it uh, basically everybody's singing contest and every all the the whole country wanted to see what's gonna happen and everything. But there was also like uh, song-wise, so good songs. Yeah, last year was like Norway had a crazy song with uh, Ale yeah. Alexandra. This like Viking type of song. It was so crazy that feel like if I put, close my eyes and I listen to the song, I get to the fjords of Norway and Oslo, <laughs> and it's like this crazy song. Also, Laureen's song was crazy, and and and, and a lot of songs that. Uh, Stayed in my I mean, my mind and still are. Kalu's orchestra in 2020. So a really, uh, really strong song. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Many of them. Yeah, lots of good. Very good stuff. acts and very good yeah. songs. A lot of them through the years. Yeah, and as you said, UMK is on a very high level as well every year, and it keeps getting better. I feel like. Um, yeah. What do you think of the other acts? Do you see a big competition? Or are you happy with all that? Definitely. The competition is fierce and uh, nothing is promised. Uh, we give our best to give a, you know, fantastic show. Mm -hmm. So far, so good. Three years have been going good. Definitely. It's, I mean, the win is up for grabs. I wouldn't count anybody out. Yeah. yeah. It's not like I think last year was very, very clear that there's yeah. one yeah. one guy, who, <laughs> one green guy who's yeah. going to, like, take everything yeah. home. But... Uh, this year, I think, yeah, yeah, but this, <laughs> but this, uh, this year, I think it's it's more even. Like there's there's so many good songs, so many good acts, very nice, good artists. So huge arena, huge arena. Yeah, it's it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, it's a good thing you answered this year, not last year, because it would have been would have been over right right away. But yeah. um, but Ula released your song last. Was that at all stressful, or were you happy to be the last ones to have your song released? Well, I don't know if you believe in uh, in, uh, in some things, then you would think that it's uh, it's a good thing, maybe. They let us marinate. Yeah. yeah. All the songs were coming out. Like, was the best one in last, or something? Save like the that. best for last, yep. <laughs> yeah, like, give the, give the people the best one last so you if you give the best one first then nobody wants to listen to the last six songs anymore <laughs> yeah. so i think i hope i hope <laughs> i hope there's something like that but uh, maybe there isn't so i i, I think it's yeah I, I mean it was definitely uh, a nervous week uh you know, in one and a half weeks actually yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Get the song out already. yeah everybody's else songs are out what the hell where's our song where's yeah. it coming yeah 
That was really yeah, yeah. But it had the surprise effect to the very end. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining. Uh, do you maybe have some final words or some message to our listeners and the Eurovision fans out there? Kisses, besitos, uh, <laughs> greetings to all of you that are watching right now. Hope all is well with your family. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just enjoy the rides. Hope you have a good week. If you live in these latitudes, then be careful. There's a lot of ice in the streets right now, so you don't fall yeah, or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. Be very, very careful. Otherwise, slow. Drive slow and always, always use the seatbelt. Absolutely. And I think that's about it. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy UMK, and I really, really hope to see you guys in 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 Malmer. Yes, I will see you in Dampere first. I will be there. Oh, and then no, I will see you in Malmer. Come on, yes. let's do it. Pull us aside. We might yes. have a party, but I don't know if the president is going to be there, but uh, I, I promise I'll do a DJ set. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, he's a yeah. yeah. true. You Cannot be on a hangover. No, 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 no. That would be very bad. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks so much. Kitos. Yeah, ciao. Thanks, Thank you so much once again to the guys. Um, well, Vox Populi, I see where the craziness of the song comes from now after talking to them. Yeah, I don't have a clue what they're gonna do on stage, but I feel like it's going to be memorable. And I mean, if they're gonna, I, I'm I'm a sucker for some politics. So if, if they throw in something about the election in Finland, why not? It'll just make it that much more interesting. And yeah. with them, I feel, I feel the more random and the more crazy, the better they are, so. So yeah, that's pretty much all of it from us. As, as for now, unless if you guys want to say something else. Everything's perfect. Well, as it should be. Look <laughs> 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 at this part <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on social media. We are, we are Building Bridges Spot everywhere. And also do not forget to visit our website, buildingbridgespot.com, for the latest news and updates. And until the next time... Hey, do. Hey, do. <laughs> that was very, 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 very...